Swing and a drive. Get up, ball. Get out of here. And gone. And they are the city of champions again. Edmonton Eskimos. Great cup champs. McDavid set up by Drysaddle. Another breakaway. This time, he wins it. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carrius Show. All right, here we go. Friday. Oh, nice to have the weekend here. Um, great show coming up for you here on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 with co-host Eddie Steele every Friday, 7 to 11. Welcome to the big program, Eddie, once again. How was the week for you? The week's been good. It's been a busy week. Uh, had a couple of functions, one down in Red Deer that I was speaking at on Wednesday, and then last night in Breton, yeah. a little Breton, village of Breton. <laughs> so uh, it, it was great. Uh, really awesome events. And uh, here we are Friday, another awesome Friday heading into the weekend, Kev. And you got a great guest uh, for us. We'll speak of who that is in a couple of minutes. Uh, you were not able to attend our uh, excellent uh, client partner uh, a little soiree last night we had at the uh, Pint uh, downtown. Uh, everyone came together, all our great partners and advertisers, and, uh, you know, obviously Jason Greger, Low Tide was there. The Duke, he had another commitment, so I was kind of flying solo with the Friday morning crew here. Duke, you had another good night too, right? Yeah, I was out at the Canadian Brew House, Fort Saskatchewan location, so uh, kind of a home game for me for the night, um, for Thursday night football, a decent game between the Giants mm-hmm. and Niners. I think it went to a lot of the, uh, or the way a lot of people expected it to, which, you know, it is what it is, but a uh, great night, always a great turnout, staff's always terrific at the Brew House, they treat mm-hmm. me really well, so fun night for me. Yeah, last night at the at the Pint was great with all the advertisers and, and you know, all our partners and everyone here from Stingray and 1440. Um and it was neat to talk to all the people there that kind of share the same vision that we have and, you know, about, you know, having an all sports radio station, I uh, back and about being involved in the community a lot. And that's kind of where our, our vision is, you know, with charities, things like that. So, um, it was great to see everybody last night, meet some new people, mm-hmm. hadn't met some, some of the people for sure. And it was great to, to talk to them, um, you know, just about, Sports. That's yep. what we're all here for, right? Exactly. And, I mean, and we're having a good time uh, so far. It's the last day of summer. I don't know if anyone knew that. And it feels like, I mean, you can tell this is the best time for you. I think, Eddie, you, you agree because, you know, you got the football season is just ramping up in the NFL. You can see the CFL kind of. The playoff push. Yes. And then hockey's starting. Yeah. So everyone loves it. So And basketball. And basketball. A little, yeah. anyway, we got a little ways for that. Yeah. But, I mean, so even when you were playing, I mean, this would have been your... I love this time of the season, right? Well, it, the fall season, this weather, the leaves turning, everything about it just brings me back to my high school days and just the memories mm-hmm. of uh, suiting up after school and you go downstairs under the, the by the cafeteria and you're putting your stinky pads on. Yeah. And it just totally brings me back. And then college, somewhat similar uh, at the University of Manitoba. We weren't playing in that swaggy new stadium that they have, IG Field. Now, we were playing in a, a swamp, essentially, 
So it just brings back such fond memories mm-hmm. of my football days growing up. And of course, like you say, with the CFL especially, it's that exciting time. It's that playoff push. It's where games, mm-hmm. um, they all matter, but some matter more, especially down the stretch. And this is the time for those games. Uh, last week, we brought in our uh, kind of a Friday song, Sonny James, running back to Saskatoon. Uh, the Duke has kind of come up with a little bit of a plan today for our listeners and our audience to send in what you want to kind of have and listen to for our, we call them extras, intros for or for things like that. So shoot us off a text at one uh, 401 uh, What kind of song would you like to hear as an intro? Maybe it, it ends up to be our... Friday theme song, you and I, Eddie. I don't know. Run, I like running back to Saskatoon. I'm a little partial, Duke. I mean, I know you're you're the big Brian Adams guy. Come on, whatever. Well, the, the uh, your your jam of Saskatoon one will uh, will definitely be in the mix today, <laughs> along with all. Like I said, we had a lot of great um, submissions last week for people wanting to be our kind of positive Friday, feel good Friday songs. Yeah, just ones that put you in a good mood to head into the weekend uh, to kind of intro each of our breaks. We'll uh, we'll get Eddie's couple picks here while he's in with us this morning, and we'll we'll just keep it mixing up all morning. Yeah. How it keeps it fresh and everybody can kind of hear something to get their weekend off on the right foot. Laddie had, uh, he was kind of doing the Pearl Jam yesterday, Duke with, uh, and Eddie with, uh, like kind of, he didn't know the one song. He didn't. He, he couldn't get the one song, but then he got the other ones. He said that's his go-to karaoke. You do karaoke? No, I, I don't do much karaoke. <laughs> yeah, I got to be honest. Oh, yeah. Do I you? No, never. <laughs> I've never even tried it. Never even tried it. But uh, I can belt on not a bad tune. We were doing Keith Whitley a couple weeks ago. You know, I'm a great car singer. There, uh, who great, isn't exactly? Yes, exactly. Isn't? When nobody hears. Uh, on the subject of Duke, did you know? In uh, I just checked this out this morning. Duke Snyder. Hit the last home run at Ebbets Field for the Brooklyn Dodgers before they moved over to L.A. Duke Snyder. And that was one guy that we talked about, famous Dukes, right there. So uh, really excited uh, that we're going to bring in one of your buddies for a guest at 820. And I'm just going to let you tell our listeners a little bit about him and... uh, I'm not even going to say the guy's name. Yeah. I'm going to let you say his name because we're really looking forward to this guest because he's, he's got, he's got panache. He does. He, uh, that's what he's known for. We'll just, we won't even say <laughs> oh, okay. his name. Let's, let's hide it. Okay, we won't sure. even say his name right okay. now. We'll just call him the mayor. <laughs> we'll call him the mayor of Commonwealth yeah. as he's known as. Uh, but he's one of only 12 players in the CFL with a hundred plus sacks. Mm-hmm. Great teammate. He's been in the league, uh, oh, he was in the league a long time, and when I w- first came into the league, you would hear stories about this guy, because he was in, on Winnipeg at that point in time, and you would hear stories of how he was, and you would see his antics, mm-hmm. and you would really paint a certain type of picture of how you think this guy is, but when we became teammates in 2013 in Edmonton, completely different story, one of the best teammates I've ever had, yeah. great brother, and now uh, post-football, I mean, we're golfing buddies, we get out golfing probably at least once a month, a couple young kids, so it's pretty awesome to see where he's at in life, and uh, I'll let him tell the <laughs> listeners the great news that he's just received too, because it bodes well for his little guy down the future if he ever decides to put the pads on. Man. I think all our listeners are quite intrigued. I'm pretty sure they can kind of figure it out. Mm. Uh, that's going to be coming up at uh, 8.20 with Carius uh, and Steele here on Sports 1440. Uh, so 
Did you watch a little of the NFL game last night? It wasn't much of a... It was tilted, obviously. Everyone kind of figured that's the way it would go. It was as expected. I, I'm not going to uh, sit in here and say I watched every snap, but uh, I caught a little bit of it, and uh, it, the Niners did what the Niners were expected to do. If you just look at the, the game sheet of the stats, all the big dogs for the Niners, uh, McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk, they all had good games... Or sorry, Debo Samuels. Yeah. They all had good games stats-wise. And then if you... on the reverse you look at the Giants it was uh, literally nothing for offensive output so it was what it was expected. Yeah you, you could see how much they missed Saquon Barkley I mm. mean they're just you know I mean the Niners defense kind of teed off on them they, they knew you know what was going to be coming I mean Daniel Jones I mean when you take that Barkley out of the equation it's just they don't have it so week five we talked about it yesterday with the Duke um, it sets up Dallas Cowboys, San Fran 49ers. Game. I mean, Dallas has to kind of take care of its business as well. And next week, uh, San Fran has Arizona. You would think that they're going to beat the Cardinals. But could be two 4-0 teams. Right now, I mean, this is it's pretty simple. The class of the NFC is San Fran and Dallas. Yeah, it is right now. And I'm never going to get on the Dallas hype mm. train right now because we've seen it. And now I'm at a point with Dallas, as uh, great and as talented as a roster they have, I need to see it in the playoffs because it's mm-hmm. year after year. It's the same story, and Dallas gets the the media hype. So until they actually show up and prove it in the playoffs, and I'm not even saying win a Super Bowl. I'm saying get deep at least, get past the wild card, the divisional round, and then I'll maybe start to believe in the Dallas hype. But right now, mm-hmm. Dallas is just Dallas to me. And, of course, big game tonight at Commonwealth Stadium, BC Lions, Edmonton Elks. Everyone knows the situation the Elks are in. I think the real bullets sort of fly tonight for the Elks. You can see the teams that they've beaten in, you know, this last stretch. Uh, BC's at another level, though, mm-hmm. than Saskatchewan. And, you know, They're a contender. They are. I mean, they're probably, would you say they're the third best team yeah. in, in the league? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Winnipeg, Toronto, BC, they're mm-hmm. the top three. Do you like Winnipeg, Toronto? Toronto, Winnipeg, what do you like? Uh, it's close, isn't it, it? It is close. It is close. You know, the fact that Toronto beat them last year in the Grey Cup, I think right now I like Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg is showing uh, not only just the pedigree that they have, but whenever they've had a loss this year, they have responded and beat down their next opponent. And that is a certain type of mentality that they have, that there's some unfinished business there, that they have some sour taste in their mouth that they want to finish, I think, mm-hmm. the run because I think their run is coming to an end as an organization because a lot of their core is getting older. I think they want to finish this strong run with another cup. Because it would be three out of four. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were pretty close again last year. Could be. <laughs> just think they could they could block kicks. Uh, yeah, exactly. But just think if they were, I mean, if they would have won last year and you see the position they're in now, people would be talking about the double E five in a row oh absolutely they'd be one of the best ever and they already are up there but yeah it would be a, a total domination and where we'd be talking about dynasty uh text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. stair farmer good morning everyone is fired up for the other season uh, i wore my mcdavid t-shirt yesterday had people left and right making comments about it uh i went down to oilers training camp Yesterday, day one for session number two. Uh, Greg's was down for session number one. It was at 9.30. So session two started at uh, noon, went to 1.30. And 
different, totally different dynamic in the two groups. And, you know, we kind of addressed it a little bit with Jay Woodcroft. Uh, and we're going to have some comments from Jay Woodcroft. We'll have comments from Sam Gagne. And we'll have uh, Bo Akey, the Oilers' top draft pick from this last year's draft. And I was, you know what, I, I was really surprised, um, not surprised, because these, these young guys are so totally composed, right? I mean, they're... They're at 15 and 14. They're starting to prepare for where they are at 18. I mean, was it, that wasn't like that for you. When you no. were 14, I mean, you were oh. running around the streets of Winnipeg playing kick the can. It literally, uh, these guys are getting media training at 14, and they're, the the professionalism that is there now. When I was 14, <laughs> way, <laughs> like you say, I was throwing snowballs at cars, and I was a knucklehead, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, For sure. Uh, also tonight, uh, big game for the University of Alberta Golden Bears football team in UBC both teams three and all I mean it would be I mean the Bears to go four and all it would be almost unheard of especially with two road wins uh, in Saskatoon last weekend um, and then in UBC but just go back to last weekend in when you play in Saskatoon, it's a tough place. It's probably the toughest place to play Canada West by far. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. A little story back in, uh, I think it was 2006, back when the score, do you remember the score? Mm-hmm. TV station? Yeah, well, for sure, yeah. They uh, they were broadcasting a game when we came to, the Bisons came to the Huskies there. Yeah. Uh, Griffith we were, Stadium. At Griffiths, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were both top-ranked teams that year, undefeated. Uh, we lost the game, but... Uh, what was incredible is the fans, there was 15,000 fans, and they literally showed up with a bison head on a pitchfork. <laughs> literally. I'm not even kidding. They showed up oh. with a bison head on a pitchfork. They, they breed them different out there in Saskatchewan. Oh, they do, yeah. And we, t- I think we talked about it. Like Some of the high school teams in Saskatchewan, their offensive line is just as big as the CFL. Yeah, they are. Offensive line. Big boys. Yeah, big, big boys. Uh, all right, coming up on the big program today at 7.20, so right after this first break, we will check in with Ryan Kennedy, editor-in-chief of the Hockey News, as uh, NHL training camps are, well, they're underway all across the league. Um, we'll have some open time with Eddie at uh, 7.40. Mark Spector on the mark for Booster Juice. Uh, will join us as he does every day at 8 o'clock. Hey, let's get it out of the bag. Someone sent a text in here. Didn't Put your name to it. Again, we got to get the Marvin Lewis going, right? The Duke Duke's working on that. Uh, and, I mean, I didn't couldn't really gather this one, but something about the mayor of Commonwealth, da-da-da-da, gizmo. I couldn't really decipher what the guy was saying. Anyway, uh, the mayor of Swaggerville, technically, that's... When you that was think, the original. That's the original mm. mayor, and I, I think he got that in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, yeah, and then it carried to Saskatchewan. Yeah, uh, yeah, carried to Sask, and then yeah, when he came here, it was the mayor of Commonwealth. Because yeah. in a, how he originally got the name, uh, the title of the mayor of Swaggerville is yeah. back in 2011. Winnipeg, they were rocking that year, and right. for an outdoor stadium, like he he was the sole focus to get the crowd going. <laughs> And he, he was the ringleader. He was the mayor of it. And they people were ringing the cowbells and yeah. fans were going crazy. And it was literally because of this man. So, uh, like you said, charismatic and he brings the energy. And that is uh, none other than Odell Willis. Odell Willis. Uh, so he will guest with us at 820. Uh, Rob Matty from the Associated Press uh, covers the NFL. We'll touch on last night's game and we'll look forward to week three in the NFL. Interesting guest coming up at 9, 940. Nicole Falcone Dempsey. Now, uh, 
Nicole and some, well, a bunch of other people are putting together this little program with soccer and, and a kind of a soccer event coming up, but they want to get the kids involved and get the kids giving back to the community. And so they're getting everything and raising funds, uh, and products, food, things like that for Sorrentino's Compassion House. Mm. So that's going to be an interesting interview. And then at 10 o'clock, another Outstanding guest, uh, Howie Draper, uh, new head coach of the PWHL team in New York. So Howie will join us, I guess, from New York. He's got to be there. He was there at the draft, right, in Toronto. So I'm sure Howie's out there as the season gets ready. Maybe he zipped back into town. Who knows? Howie's a busy guy. And I think we're very certain we could have the top guest that we've had so far on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 coming up around 1040-ish. The top guest we've ever had. That's a little tease. So that is. So <laughs> the number one guest that I could ever line up by far. When we come back, we'll check in with Ryan Kennedy from the Hockey News. On the Kevin Carey Show with Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program. 719 in the Capital Region. Uh, eight degrees, looking for a nice high today of 22. Going to be a great day in Edmonton and area NHL training camps are underway. Uh, as mentioned a little bit earlier, I was down at Oilers yesterday, and uh, we bring in Ryan Kennedy from the Hockey News to discuss all things NHL uh, coming up uh, for the 2023-24 season. Uh, Ryan, welcome to uh, Sports 1440. How are things out east? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, have you got a couple of storylines basically heading into the season that I guess that you would be keeping an eye on uh, that maybe you could kind of share with our listeners? Certainly. I think it's going to be very interesting to see who ends up as the the champion. Obviously, that's always a storyline. But I think there's a couple of different scenarios where you know you could have an all-Canadian final, certainly with Toronto and Edmonton, or you could have what I like to call the all-barbecue final of <laughs> Carolina versus Dallas, which would be pulled pork versus brisket i wouldn't mind that um but otherwise i i I think overarching the big story is going to be about goaltending who has it who doesn't i feel like we're in an era now particularly with carrie price saying he is effectively finished that there's only really a handful of goaltenders that we know are going to be elite otherwise you're kind of hoping that an aiden hill type player as in Vegas last year, mm-hmm. steps up to, to help a team to the promised land. Yeah, I mean, and we saw that last year where, I mean, the goaltenders that, I mean, yes, you have the Vasilevskis, you got the Sorokins, and you have these guys that everyone talks about at the beginning of the year, but it's such a long season with injuries and things like that. Um, the play is different in the NHL. So um, let's just kind of get your thoughts from an outsider's perspective on the Oilers goaltending situation here, because a lot of fans think that that's just the missing link to what this team needs to possibly set up what you would uh, think would be an awesome, uh, all Canadian Stanley cup final. Indeed. And yeah, and the Oilers certainly fit into that category where, you know, Stuart Skinner had a pretty good rookie season and, you know, there was certainly some highs, but there was, you know, some also some lows there. You hope Jack Campbell, uh, who, you know, we've known in the past can get hot, but you hope maybe there's a little more consistency there uh, and, you know, more ups and downs with him. And again, you know, speaking of like that Vegas situation with Aiden Hill, where the Gold Knights, they had several netminders. They didn't know who was going to be their guy when Robin Lehner went down before the season even began. 
Uh, first, it was Logan Thompson, and then it ended up being Aiden Hill with some Laurent Brossois thrown in there, you know, for good measure. But when I look at the Oilers, you know, they have pretty much everything else. So it's just a matter of, you know, are they confident enough in their tandem once they head to the postseason that Campbell, or Campbell and Skinner are their guys? Mm-hmm. Or do we see a big trade pre-deadline to get a guy that might put them over the top? It's, it's a gamble either way because, as you said, you never know what's going to happen. There's injuries. Uh, you know, guys can go cold. And, you know, I mean, cap space is at a premium. But you look at the Oilers, they're in their window now. When you have two of the best players in the NHL heading things up, I mean, you got to go for it. Yeah. We're talking all things hockey with Ryan Kennedy uh, on the Kevin Carrier Show on Sports 1440. This is the co-host, Eddie Steele. Uh, Ryan, before we get into the regular season now, we have this big global series that's taking place in Australia. Can you fill in the listeners just what that is a little bit about? And is it just more so about um, growing the hockey audience, per se? Yeah, pretty much. Essentially, the uh, Arizona Coyotes and Los Angeles Kings are going to play a couple of games in Melbourne uh, as part of the NHL's Global Series. We've seen them go to Europe uh, a number of times in recent years, and I know back in the day they even went to Japan once. But, yeah, that's it's pretty much what it is, growing the game globally. I know there is an Australian hockey league. It's obviously not a big one, but there is interest there. And, you know, when we're looking at the NHL right now being part of that, you know, so-called big four sports in North America, you always want to be growing your audience. And, you know, with streaming and things like that, it's easier for people around the globe to get into the game. So this is just kind of a fun way uh, for the NHL to, to do something different. And I would also say, you know, for the players on the Coyotes and the Kings, I mean, what a fun experience right. where you're gearing up for a season For the Kings, it's probably a bit more of an important season than the Coyotes, who are still rebuilding. But it's a way for them to, you know, make new fans, but also for them to have fun experiences where they can go to a totally different uh, place, you know, in terms of just, like, geography and culture and obviously all those fun, flash-deadly Australian animals. Uh, And, you know, it's just like it breaks up the, the routine and it's a little fun reward for them as well. Yeah, I could just picture Drew Doughty uh, down under. I mean, I think he's probably having a couple. Doughty down under. Couple, yeah, Doughty down A couple <laughs> of Foster's loggers for sure. Uh, Ryan Kennedy from the Hockey News is our guest on the Kevin Carey Show with co-host Eddie Steele on Friday, 7 to 11. Um, so I wanted to break uh, uh, away from just uh, your coverage of hockey and kind of talk about how the hockey news has kind of uh, transitioned like every other uh, media entity. Uh, I mean, you go back in the day and every player had the hockey news reading it in the paper on the back of the bus and things in junior and, and things like that. How have you um, seen the business, uh, Ryan, from your perspective at the hockey news, uh, make that transition to where things are where they are today? Yeah, I mean, it's been a very interesting ride. And just in my time with the uh, the hockey news, which is coming up on 20 years soon, you know, the importance of online writing has obviously grown tremendously. And so what we found is for our, our print magazines, we always want them to have kind of an impactful 
theme. We always want to make sure that it's something kind of timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, we used to print box scores yeah. and we used to print statistics. Well, that's what the internet's for now. So it's more features. It's more things that, you know, we can spend time on, <clears throat> excuse me, and, you know, really present in a, you know, in a nice package. And then, of course, online, that's where we do things that are more newsy. And, and we have our team sites now where we have writers in every market. Caleb Kearney heads up our Edmonton team site. So we want to have, you know, boots on the ground everywhere. And, and we've been able to do that sort of in the past six months or so to, to fill out that whole roster. And that way, you know, it, it's a tough time for media, but, you know, we had the opportunity to, to give a lot of writers a, a chance to, to be part of our team, and we're super excited to have them on. Ryan Kennedy uh, from the Hockey News is our guest. Um, so as editor-in-chief, how do you, I guess, kind of find that balance and instruct your your writers to um, have that balance between how you want to have things covered both print and then both online. Yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, what we found is it's a pretty distinct two audiences. You would think there'd be a lot of overlap, but uh, the people that read the magazine don't necessarily go to the website and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it gives us a little bit of freedom there where when you have big stories, you can cover them off in both. They, they might have a slightly different bent. But, you know, having said that, it's all hockey and it's all fun. And, you know, in, in the magazine, you have a bit more space to explore things. Uh, you know, when people are sitting down with the actual print copy, their attention span tends to be a little longer, where on the web, you're probably looking at things that are a little bit quicker just in terms of word lengths and things like that. So you're trying to make more of an immediate impact with folks. Um, but, you know, when you get, when it comes down to like things like draft rankings, um, you know, people love that when they're reading online. And then, of course, we do the whole draft preview mm-hmm. issue, which is more in-depth in print. So, you know, it's it's two ways to cover the, the same sport, but just in, in slightly different formats. Now, Ryan, you mentioned uh, at the top of the interview uh, a potential, in your opinion, a Toronto-Edmonton Cup final. <laughs> uh, I know that tickles the, the ears of our listeners out here in this market. Uh, would that just blow Canada up totally if that was the case? I think it would be, it'd be <laughs> super fun, you know, because obviously these are two of the, the most popular teams around, and you know, geographically, it would be so much fun because there's always a rivalry between the West and the East. And, you know, I know living in Toronto that the Leafs are either loved or hated. I know they have hated across out the country. Here. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I know obviously in, in northern Alberta, you know, it's, it's all going to be about the Oilers. So it, it would be fun to see who the country cheers for. And, you know, I mean, McDavid versus Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisel versus Mitch Marner, like the star power alone, I think would be amazing. It's, it's kind of interesting. We've talked about it in the industry. Like, what would it mean for American TV ratings? But I think when you have the biggest names in the sport, the home addresses don't matter as much. You know, I, I mean, I, I know, I'm sure they would love New York versus L.A. in the final, but... Again, Matthews mm-hmm. versus McDavid. Like you, can't, you literally can't do any no. better than that as a marquee. So I think it'd be super fun. 
Speaking of star power, uh, how do you see things shaking down in Toronto with that, the big four on the team uh, with uh, Willie Nylander and uh, Tavares and those big contracts? And obviously they just re-up Matthews. How is that all going to play out? I mean, something's got to give, doesn't it? It's interesting because, I mean, they're, they're okay for this season, <laughs> right, just by the skin of their teeth. And, um, you know, it sounds like they're going to start Nylander at center, which mm-hmm. is kind of uh, interesting, giving them a lot of depth down the middle. Um, we think, you know, we think the cap's going to continue to go up sizably after being flat for a couple of years. But decisions are going to have to be made. And I think right now, you know, if you're Brad for living, you say to yourself, look, if we win the cup this year, doesn't matter. Right, you know, championships live forever. If you had to trade somebody, then you got your ring and you move on from there. I mean, we've seen this with a number of teams over the the past few years, you know, Tampa Bay being a perfect example where mm. they've had to make some decisions on guys. So for now, I think they just kind of roll with it. They don't seem too concerned about, you know, the next Nylander deal. Nylander himself doesn't seem too concerned. Um, obviously, it's going to be an issue at some point, but... Like I say, if you get that banner. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> For sure. Uh, our guest is uh, Ryan Kennedy from the Hockey News and the Kevin Carey Show with uh, Eddie Steele, Sports 1440. Um, when you were touching on um, your research into drafts, for instance, and prospects and uh, the draft listings. It's always a, a popular um, edition and, and people really, really delve into that stuff. Are you already looking to 2025 for the draft? Yeah, I mean, we definitely <laughs> keep tabs on these things uh, a few years in advance. Oh, and, wow. you know, one of the issues that we have coming up uh, is Prospects Unlimited, where we've done this for years now. We a player 21 and under, but the fun thing is there's no lower limit. So, you know, we've had 14, 15-year-olds on the list alongside current NHLers. Now, one of those 14 is on a bar a few years yeah. ago. Um, you know, this year, you know, looking at 2025, we've already seen... The hey, Ryan, you're just coming in. You're not coming in quite as clear as you were. Can you maybe just go to somewhere a little better oh, for... Sorry. That's okay. Just just uh, just coming in a little bit, a little staticky, a little not quite as clear. No problem. All right. There, that's better. Thanks. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, so for 2025, we've already seen sort of a, a top class emerge. And I don't go too deep, obviously, on that age group yet, but... James Higgins, who's who plays for the National Team Development Program in the U.S., he just committed to Boston College. We've already seen him on the international stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm Spence, who plays in the OHL, is fantastic. And then uh, Michael Misa, who got exceptional status to join the OHL year early, um, he's obviously one to watch as well. He's going to OHL. Wow! Actually, teammates uh, in minor hockey in Toronto, and I got to see both of them live. They're you know. In, but, uh, yeah, so that's sort of like the early top three for 2025. And then, obviously, there's going to be other names that emerge over time. Well, it's it's amazing that, uh, again, Eddie and I were talking a little earlier, you know, at 14, 15, these kids are absolutely uh, so polished uh, compared to what they were uh, years ago. Uh, really appreciate your time today, uh, Ryan. Uh, look forward to um, the next editions of Hockey News, whether they be uh, where you can find them in the supermarket or you can find them online. Uh, uh, enjoy the upcoming hockey season. Good talking to you. Will do. Thanks for having me. All right, that's uh, Ryan Kennedy from the Hockey News. And again, yeah, 
I mean, 2025, we're not, that's not even 2024. No, that's wild. That's so many years away. And like we're saying, these kids are 14 years old at that point in time. 15, yeah, you know. know, Forecasting the draft. And that's the way it is. And I mean, you you can even, you go back into the, well, what was the Bantam draft to the under 15 draft, you know? So, I mean, that's where these kids are already starting to get noticed. And I mean, yes, there are special, special players that you see and you know, but again, and for the kids that don't get drafted to the under 15 Bantam draft, or you don't get drafted to, it's not, you can still, yes. I mean, our Wednesday co-host, David Schlemko. Never drafted. Mm-hmm. End up playing 400 and some games because it's perseverance. You got to keep the drive, keep things going. Uh, when we come back, we'll get to some of your texts at one 401 And check in a little bit more, do a deeper dive on the young youth of Eddie Steele growing up in Winnipeg. <laughs> That's coming up on the Kevin Carey Show, Sports 1440. Stay with us. Yeah, uh, the Duke is rocking his BA boy again. Uh, if you want to, I don't know, let the Duke know of a song that you want to come on for an intro or listen to an intro, extra, yada, yada. Uh, shoot us off a text, one 401 Text coming in. Um, uh, his his daily morning text uh, from the King of Fort Nasty. Uh, good morning, KK, Duke, and Eddie. Sorry, could not make it out to the CBH last night, Duke. Uh, what would you say the fine for that should be, Duke? Is that like a $20 fine to the King of Fort Nasty? Well, whatever a couple rounds at the bar next time. Uh, Basket of wings. to be at the CBH. That's, uh, whatever that amounts to, dollar figure-wise, that's the, king, uh, the King's uh, yeah. fine for not showing up last night. The King night. is paying the Duke of Delburn. I'd say, yeah, beer and wings. How's that sound? Mm-hmm. Sounds uh, good. Um, anyway, it was news to me. Uh, again, uh, we got to maybe get the King of Fort Nasty up to snuff here. It was news to me that Trey Lance was moved to the Cowboys. He was supposed to be a generational quarterback. For the Niners, it's crazy how a couple of injuries completely changed the direction of a franchise. I wonder if Lance will get any playing time in Dallas with Dak on the roster. What do you think? I mean, um, not in the near future. No, not unless an injury happens. Mm-hmm. And But that's the thing with football is you never know. You're one play away. And much like we talk about how quickly it changed with Trey, Trey Lance and San Fran, it can happen like that with any franchise. So it's a good insurance policy. And you look at what happened now in San Fran. You have a quarterback there that does nothing but win. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, I think, eight straight regular season wins, if I'm correct on that. I mean, didn't make any mistakes last night again. couple TD chucks, 300 yards, give it to your playmakers, um, you know, CMC in the backfield. He, I heard him in an interview, and he describes himself as a point guard, and that's really what it mm-hmm. is. You just got to distribute and get it to your playmakers. You don't got to be flashy and do more than is necessary. Just get the ball to the guys and let them play ball. I never saw this, and this I just noticed it on social media today, uh, this morning when we got in. Um, it was on Amazon last night, the game, and after the game on the post-game show, I don't know if anybody saw this, but um, Andrew Luck, showed up. Did you see that? that? I saw him show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's dressed in a... Well, was he playing the drums or something? Or he was dressed as like a a captain. Captain Luck. Captain Luck. And uh, he made an appearance to the set. And he looks pretty good. (laughs) He looks like, to be honest, if you look at the... Yeah, he's looking like maybe he could, you know, end up somewhere here. I don't know if that would ever happen, but... Pipe dream. Yes, but... He he really looks like, I mean, this is a guy that's going to get a, a part in the next whatever Civil War movie. He's got the beard. He, the and beard. he, he really he yeah, looks you're sharp. Right. Yeah, he looked that, great. The hat, he had it all. Yes, looked very good. Um, 
here's one for both you guys, Duke, so you can chime in on this one. Uh, also, on this day in 1977, Burt Blylevin threw a no-hitter for the Minnesota Twins. Now, everyone knows Chris Berman, right? So Chris Berman, Boomer, used to come up with nicknames for mm-hmm. the best guys. So do you guys remember what he gave Burt Blylevin when he used to do highlights years ago? No. Duke, anything? Uh, no, that one predates me a little bit. Kev, it's a long sorry. way, uh, 77. So uh, his <laughs> nickname for, for Burt Blylevin was uh, Burt Be Home Blylevin. Be Home. <laughs> yeah. So he came up with some doozies. Like, I mean, all, on all of, uh, you know, he had some great hockey ones. So did, when you were playing, Eddie, did you have a nickname or even yeah. growing up? Yeah, I had a couple, actually. <laughs> I was laughing to myself because this one, I, I forgot about it until uh, you asked me here. And uh, back in college, I was a lot bigger. I was about 350 pounds in college. <laughs> I was a real big guy. But I was still an athlete and could move. I was like a dancing bear. And uh, the, the offensive line coach, I was on the um, the practice roster, essentially. Mm-hmm. I redshirted. So you only are practicing. You're not playing your first year. And I practiced very hard, and the veterans didn't like that. So they came up with the nickname Tons of Fun because <laughs> I was so big. So Tons of Fun. Tons of Fun. And then in the pros um, in Hamilton, they, uh, the nickname that stuck my entire career was uh, Real Deal. They called me Eddie oh. Real Deal Steel. Really? I was a young kid. Rhymes, too. Uh, yeah, you got it a little was. rhyming action. I was a young kid, and I, I, I could play. You know, I was a 22-year-old starter in the league, so, you know, this kid was the real deal. Yeah, and uh, we'll have the mayor of Swaggerville on at uh, 8.20, Odell Willis. Uh, we're going to change this texter's mind. Uh, and again, put your name to it, Marvin Lewis. Uh, not a fan of Odell's. I met him at a locker room sale. Calvin McCarty was way better with fans that year. Um uh, just because you, you know, you, if you meet someone for a, a couple of minutes, don't don't take that for a, a total uh, assessment of who that person is, and and it, it could have been just a, a brief encounter, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know. Always give, I think, a person maybe just a little bit of leeway, a little bit of, I mean, I'm sure you've ran into this uh, over the course. So, I mean, you always, I mean, you know, you talk about a first, uh, you know, impression and things like that, but sometimes maybe, you know, who knows what was happening in that person's day that day. Exactly. You don't don't know. You don't know what's going on. And not an excuse at all, but, you know, just because you're a pro athlete, you're not a robot, and especially at events where, there's tons of people asking for autographs and pictures. Sometimes, you know, you, you're not always going to be your best with mm-hmm. every single person that lines up. Uh, we try to be, yeah. but like you say, we're human. You don't know what's going on sometimes. Yeah, you have to try. And that's, you know, something I've learned. You know, I never, I've, I've never considered myself to be in, in a status like yourself as a pro athlete where people, you know, they want to be you and they want to get up and, mm-hmm. and go, I want to play in the CFL like Eddie Steele or, or I want to be... Uh, in the NHL and things like that. I've never considered myself in that um, conversation, but I, I, I still, you know, if I meet someone, I, I try to give my very best your as best well. best forward. Yep. And that's all you can do. It's like, yep. as, as Ben Matlock said, all you can do is your best. That's it, man. That's life. Now, everyone's going, who's Ben Matlock? I mean, man. You keep what? dropping these names I know. On one us. of these days. You know what? I, um, Low Tide and I are going to go on for about 10, 15 minutes one of these days. So and uh, I see. don't think it would stop at 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, texters coming in at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 Again, 
I'm only going to read this because it's, and you just please put your name to it. Uh, but he or she says, I'd like to promote some positive behavior from our Edmonton Oilers fans and discuss online chatter. There always seems to be so much negativity, judgment, critical comments about players. This stuff affects people and the overall image of Edmonton, which is kind of what we're getting at a little bit. It's hard to attract top players here with weather, location, yada, 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 but we can control being a great fan base. For the most part, I think all our fans in the city are great. Mm-hmm. You have a, a few that want to kind of rock the boat, try to get uh, out there. Again, it's always on social media. You're social hide- media by a person that's not even putting yeah. their name up. You're not. Yeah, you're not. You're you're hiding behind it. Mm-hmm. Things when people say this. So, um, so again, here now we get one coming in uh, uh, and it says, "I I golfed with Odell, spent four hours with him, and was a great person." Yeah. So again, it just depends on how you're meeting um, people and things like that. Uh, back to the nicknames, Eddie. So did you, other guys, when, when you were playing, did some guys have great nicknames that you went, oh, man, that is a cool nickname. Like you got, here here you got like Odell Willis. So he was the mayor of Swaggerville in, in uh, Winnipeg. Took it to Saskatchewan. Yep, brought it with him. Brought it with him. Then when he got here, they said, oh, I don't know if, I don't know if, you know, everyone's like, eh, you know, how about mayor of Commonwealth? So he goes, yeah, whatever, you know. So there's so many good nicknames out there. Like, and I think nicknames have changed so much in the last, um, I don't even know, I would say 20, 25 years, maybe a bit more. Yeah. It, it seems like you, you shorten uh, long names and lengthen short names. You know, it's, yeah. it's Halsey or... <laughs> I was going to say in hockey, I'd be stealing. Ebbs, you know, all the, right? Yeah. So, you know, back in the day, you, you know, you had... Uh, like nicknames like, uh, uh, you know, like Mr. Hockey in, in, in for Gordie Howe mm-hmm. and, you know, Wayne Gretzky, the great one. And, mm-hmm. you know, you had things like that. Um, um, when you were playing, can you, do you recall yeah, any? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to rack my brain as some teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only pretty, so many Dukes out there, right? Yeah. There's, and he's <laughs> the great one, of course. Uh, yeah, nothing. <sighs> Nothing that really stands out. Like we, a lot of the time, you just call a guy by their last name, like Almondo Sewell. You know, we, we yeah. just call him Mondo Mon, or Mo, Monzi or Mondo. Or Mondo yeah. or yeah. Uh, on the D line, we'll call him Mondosis. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, there's you know, you look at the O linemen, you call them the Hoggies. Mm-hmm. You know, but in terms of guys and their actual names uh, and nicknames, not a ton stick out to me, to be honest. Um. We always had lots of, uh, I mean, think about, go back to Pittsburgh Steelers. So Joe Green. Mm-hmm. Mean, mean Joe Green, right? Fridge. Fridge, yeah. Yeah. You know, those were, you know, they could have, you know. Um, there's so many out there. Like, I think in, in the whole realm of sports nicknames. Yeah, there really is. In, in all different sports, too. You know, basketball, you got Charles Barkley, the... The the round mound of rebounds. Yeah, Charles Bar. Yeah, Sir Charles. Yeah, Sir Charles. End up with that. Yeah. Um, Golden Boy. There was a few of those. There was Donnie Lalonde was an old boxer out of Winnipeg. Do you remember him? Donnie. Donnie uh, the Golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Donnie the Golden Boy Lalonde. Yeah, yeah. Some cool ones for sure. Um, And then there's there's the goat. You like the goat? I don't like the goat, but the goat is overused. 
but in the sense of football, there is only how, one goat. And how about probably one of the greatest nicknames in double E history, Gizmo. Giz. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that went from um, from the movie. And he went down. Remember, he went down to Philadelphia, and when he was with the Eagles, and everyone was like, "What's the Giz?" Like, you know, oh, you're that guy from the movie. Yeah. That, uh, what was the name of the movie? Now I can't remember. Duke. What was the name of that movie that with uh, those little gremlins? Yeah. Uh, another one yeah. that I liked. I remember growing up watching him. Uh, Pow Pow Joe Pow Pow the throwing Samoan throwing Samoan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pete Rose Charlie Hustle. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, our uh, our uh, one of our producers, our exec producer, if you want to call him that, Slats, just sent uh, downtown Eddie Brown. Remember him? Oh yeah, yeah, downtown. Caught the, caught the ball off his shoe tops. Yep. Beautiful catch. Uh, the names are there. If you think that you, what's your favorite nickname? Swamp Dog. That's uh, comes in from the shanked one. Mike from Vague says UFC nicknames are usually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Reaper. Reaper, yeah. Um, you know, again, in sports, in every sport, no matter what it is, I mean, you, you get some. Whenever you get a, a group of uh, people together, it's like going to happen. Even Darnell Nurse. So his I like is, his. Yeah, Doc. Doc. I like know. his a lot. So someone, like you know, and, I, and that didn't just, ha- that's been going on since he was, you know, way yeah. junior and things like that. Yeah, so. that that's, a, that's a great play on his last name. Yeah. King of Fort Nasty. What is Kevin Carius's nickname? Well, and Greg, I, I, my nickname has been Dick for since I was a young kid, uh, since I was 14 years old. My mom calls me Dick. My nieces and nephews call me Uncle Dick. Uh, Where'd that come from? Well, there was a guy back in Melville named Dick Melanowski. Um, was a one of the top rec hockey goaltenders of all time. And he was just fabulous in goal for the Melville Bombers. And... Uh, we would play shinny instead of saying I'm Wayne Gretzky or I'm whatever. I said, "Oh, I'll be Dick Melanowski," you know. So, yeah. and there was another guy, um, Johnny Lay was named Arlie Marar. He was the backup goaltender for the Bombers back then. Uh, Warren chimes in the War Pig. Um, I don't, then he says, "I don't recall this Phil Kessel." I don't know oh, if that's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think everyone. I would love to be Phil Kessel uh, with a, a consecutive game streak like that. Uh, three Stanley Cups, I guess. Um, two in Pittsburgh, one here uh, uh, with Vegas, Vegas when the, when, yeah. when the, they beat uh, the Oilers. Uh, the thing I hear about Phil is uh, just a teammate, a great teammate, funny dude. He he's so awkward in the media, especially in Toronto when he was always getting lambasted. Mm-hmm. But I hear he's just one of the funniest dudes in the locker room. I can't picture it personally, but again, that goes back to what you're saying about you don't know until you get to know a person, right? Because he, at first appearance, he does not seem to be like the the class clown type of a guy, mm-hmm. but that's apparently what he is. Yeah, uh, Big John, uh, Vanilla Gorilla. <laughs> that's cool uh, so many good ones out there Gino Malkin Sid the Kid McJesus Optimus Raim uh, Hattrick Kane Captain Sirius that comes in from TB uh, and so uh, many I think uh, with, with Andrew now hey thanks Andrew for putting your name uh, my name is Andrew just wanting to encourage people to stay positive and I think we were we weren't trying to get you thinking that you were negative uh, not at all I don't think it was taken negatively at all first time texting and didn't know you needed my name 
So thank you. Cool that you uh, sent us uh, your name in, Andrew. Appreciate that. So uh, at the top of the hour, uh, I guess we're going to go with Spec. Hey, Spec time. I mean, did he? I wonder what his real. Well, you know what they call his, uh, right from Spec's uh, mouth. Home run Spec is what they used to call him. Uh, dinger, huh? He no, but he was pitching. So oh. he, he said that, he said they were pounding him <laughs> there off. There we go. Okay, yeah, okay. Home run yeah, spec. I thought he was hitting them. No, home run spec will uh, join us when we come back. Uh, oh, man, we've got a lot of text coming in for uh, nicknames. Uh, before we um, uh, get to spec, let's pump the brakes. And uh, this Sports 1440 update is brought to you by First Round. You can watch NFL football at First Round Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays. And you could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke.